Hello and welcome everyone to uh, our viewers here today on LinkedIn Live, uh, live with us on YouTube and live with us also on our Facebook channels. Um, and also hello to all the people listening to the recording afterwards and listening to our new audio podcast, uh, which is available through Anchor as well as Spotify. Um, I am really pleased today to be delving into our Teams part of our Humanizing Work series. We talked about human leadership last week, um, and this week we're moving on to talk about Teams. Um, yesterday we started with Stuart talking about flow and how can Teams flow um, as an extension of the work on individual flow, um, which was a great conversation. Um, and today we're starting off by talking about some of the conditions uh, that people need for team flow. And firstly, we're going to be talking about how people need to feel they have their own unique contribution to a team, uh, which is really fundamental and the most important part, really, when people are considering how they enter a team and how they become part of a team or how they contribute to a team. And I'm really pleased to be joined today by two people I've worked with for some time now who I rate very highly in this space and really excited to hear what they've got to say, um, Matthew Smith and Dan Collinson. Um, so I'll say a quick hello and ask you to introduce yourselves. So um, shall I say hello to Matthew first? Hi, Alex. Yeah, so um, my name is Matthew Smith. I'm an associate with Bailey and French. And also that's come through really much my work as part of a Master's in Applied Positive Psychology, which we offer at Buckinghamshire New University. Um, so, but yeah, I've been working with Bailey and French and Associate now for probably about just over a year, I think. Really enjoying it. Fab, thank you, Matthew. <laughs> Dan? Hi, uh, I'm Dan Collinson. I'm also an Associate at uh, Bailey and French um, and work with Matthew at Buckinghamshire New University uh, on the Master in Applied Positive Psychology course. Um, and um, yeah, my keen interest is and research area is uh, strengths-based leadership to improve well-being and performance. Which is which is why you're both here because you're expert practitioners and you teach this stuff as well as live and breathe it every single day. So thank you so much for your time. So I'm going to delve straight in then. So unique contribution, people being able to experience and un and, and feel valued, respected. Um, for what they bring to a team. But quite often people don't get the opportunity to share what that is, or perhaps they don't feel it, it's valued, or they don't feel confident to, to, to really, as I just said, just share that with their, with their team members, or maybe not get the opportunity to do so. Um, but it's a really important part of joining a team um, and establishing a team, particularly when changes have happened, um, but also recognizing that we change over time and evolve and grow. So our contribution grows continuously towards that team as well. Um, and in terms of talking about unique contribution, um, what we're really talking about here is what knowledge do people bring with them? What books have they read? What have they learned? What's in their memory stores about anything that can contribute to their team? Um, as well as what are the skills they've picked up? So what are all the things they can do that could make a difference to how the team operates and performs? And then for me, the, the real nugget here is what does each unique person do really well, that really energizes them? What are their strengths that really define how they contribute uniquely to the team? And so that's what I really wanted to explore with both of you here today. Um, and I'll just give you an opportunity to kind of respond to that. I, I don't mind who we go to, Dan, Matthew, if you want to just hands up and, and say, okay, I'll Matthew. What, well, the thing, I, thing there, um, I'll get in there first, Dan, if that's okay. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yes, right. 
wrap up. There's, there's so many things in um, what you said there to pick up on. The one I'm picking up on there is the stuff that really energizes you. Mm. I think for a lot of us, when we explore this idea of strength, yes, it's stuff we can be good at, but it, it's the really the stuff that energizes, the stuff we love to do. And I think that's the challenge for some people, this idea of can we, is it okay to, do, to really focus on what I love to do and prioritize that rather than do stuff which I think I have to do, but it's not really what you know where my passion is. The more we can help people with that and ourselves is really important because it's not always easy. It's not always easy to recognize that actually, if I can identify what's important to me, what I value and what I see in other people. I think a really our starting point for this is this idea of strength spotting, which maybe Dan can say a bit more about, this idea of whether or not we can spot strengths in other people and often it's other people that can spot them in us. We're not always necessarily saying one of my strengths is. So the more we can engage in that kind of conversation, I think it's really valuable. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. And picking up on, on that, Matthew, I think traditionally we are very good at thinking, well, I'm not good at this. Um, I need to work on this uh, to become well-rounded. Um, and uh, I've been guilty of that in the past, you know, in management before I found out about strengths um thinking that everyone has to be good at everything it's not necessarily the case um so again i think it's having that shift into spotting what strengths we have um, and picking up on words energizing the things that are energizing for us as well because i think that's where we bring about our unique contribution hmm. absolutely and it, and it is that isn't it because that's what makes us who we are and i think sometimes and I think this has been a theme throughout some of the conversations last week as well. It's almost the humanness that is subconscious that we forget, that is almost that we just take for granted that that's, that's who we are. But actually bringing that to the forefront and using it to describe who we are, to describe how we work, to describe how we can contribute, can actually give us a really nice positive platform to join a team or to, to establish new conversations in a team or to strengthen relationships in a team. Um, but particularly around this unique contribution piece, I think people sometimes don't, um, you know, people want to offer up nuggets of information about themselves, but sometimes feel like maybe they're over disclosing if they're talking about too much personal information or if they feel like perhaps they're too, you know, they're holding back too much that they're, they're nervous that they'll be judged for what, whatever they share. I think the thing that I, I really wanted to bring to the forefront is that so many people in organizations now are talking about strengths much more than they were 10, 15 years ago, you know, and really understanding that this is not just a skill set, this is not a competency or a capability. A strength truly is something different and it's something that's enduring and lasts um, throughout our lifetime and we can get better and better at mastering what those strengths are. Um, and I think really what I want to push on to today is like, what's the next level of applying that? So if we've done some kind of test or we've found out what our strengths are through great conversations and strength spotting with other people, how can we actually use that when we're helping to describe, when we're describing our unique contribution to the team? So when we're sharing with other people in the team, what is it about strengths that actually gives us positive confidence to do that in in a, in, a, in, a, in a good way within a team uh, yeah I, mean, I think there's something about um your, your willingness to bring your whole self to something and i think again for a lot of us if we don't really have you know if we don't have that confidence or we have that uncertainty then 
you mentioned that nice idea of um, concern about over disclosing, and I think there is that concern in terms of well, that's too much about describing what I you know something I'm interested in. That's absolutely the valuable way into talking about something which energizes you, you enjoy doing. I think, and the more people are able to give time to what they enjoy doing, what they love to do, anything like that, rather than necessarily having to lay claim to it's what I'm really good at. It's what, you know, what I'm, you know, this idea of um, we talked before, Alex, where before we start recording, we talked about one of these students in the past. Actually, it's on the same cohort that uh, when Dan was on the course, the very first cohort of the master's course, where we're discussing things like strengths and you know, something that's strong within you was a nice way of sort of describing it. And it's really stuck with me because you're not necessarily laying claim to the fact that you're, you know, you're expert in it. But if you allow yourself to develop it, talk about it, share these ideas with the people, ask other people about those kind of things that they love to do. You're in a place where you have those kind of conversations which are far more energized than ones which you feel as you are holding back. So the more we feel able to allow ourselves to just talk about the things we love to do and i think again the more we have work context that allow that as well i think it's really valuable yeah and i think it's the exploration that you're talking about there matthew um thinking about if we break down the elements of what i consider a strength to be so something that we're good at something that we enjoy doing something that energizes something that is authentic to us as well yeah. i think all those four parts together really once we understand what our strengths are can lead us to perform more confidently, um, knowing that these are really authentic pieces of us um, and having those opportunities through the discussions to explore and find out what the, those strengths are, what those activities that people are doing, certainly in the workplace, that allow them to use their strengths. And once I think people have those conversations, it gives them a bit more confidence um about those tasks and how they go about applying them and, and probably just pulling off from that i think there's again being a bit of kind of almost old school psychology to this it'll probably depend on you know to what extent you've been rewarded from this in the past i think some people may feel as though if they've been in context before where they've attempted this and it's not always necessarily being rewarded and again and we should talk about the sort of shift in focusing in work context where they increasingly again workplaces will talk about strengths more and better understand what strengths might be. But if we're rewarded for that, then people think, okay, well, actually, it's okay for me to talk about these things. It's okay for me to talk about that. And those rewards can be external. You know, somebody else giving you some kind of feedback. But we talk about things like, you know, positive emotions, feeling good about talking about something, you know, having somebody respond back, you know, actively and positively about something allows you to feel, that, oh, I actually quite enjoy talking about that. You know, I, I must do that more. It's allowing ourselves to do a bit more of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it it strikes me, one of the things that um, we do when we do kind of strength spotting activities with groups is we help people find their own language by talking about strengths in their own personal experience. Um, so that can be, you know, beyond work. That can be their hobbies, their relationships, um, experiences they've had outside of work, things they've enjoyed and why they've enjoyed them. And going into levels of specificity around that is where people start to go, oh, gosh, there's a theme emerging here, isn't there? And recognizing those strengths in themselves. And the beauty of what we do when we do the strength spotting exercise is we're looking for the cues of when someone's talking about a strength. Um, and those cues are so obvious when you've got it. It's like, ah, got it there. And one of the cues is that people, when they're talking about their strengths or an experience that used their strengths, the, the language that flows so naturally and so easily 
because it's something they know. And it's almost similar to what I was saying before about that, that, that subconscious human part of us, that sometimes it's so obvious, we just assume that everybody has that. Um, and I've met people who, who've done that, you know, people who have maybe an, em an empathy strength and they just assume that everybody has an empathy strength because it is so much part of who they are that they've just, you know, assumed that that's just a human trait. And actually, you know, it's not. There's some differentiators there. But what I love is that when people are talking about their strengths, it's almost like a universal, um, it's a universal connector because anyone can talk about their strengths anyone from anywhere and so it doesn't matter what industry what culture what background um whatever type of person you are anyone can talk about their strengths and when they do you can see this um, i know joshua often talks about you can see people light up when they talk about their strengths and obviously that a bulb doesn't shine on the top of their head but we all know what that means um, and you say we see a spark in their eyes well it's not a spark it's just the fact that you know that they're talking from the heart and what i see is that equates to confidence. And I love it when I see that confidence. Do you see that when you're working with, with strength spotting? Yeah, well, I would say in terms of that, that heart-led, the notion of, you know, heart, when someone's, you have that phrase, heartfelt, something is heartfelt, mm -hmm. or if their heart's in it, you can you can tell it yourself when it's about yourself, but in other people, absolutely, there's something that comes alive about them. You know, there is that animation and so on. And it can be seen in sort of the way they're talking, how they're talking. But there is something that, yeah, you almost see that, yeah, you that term spark, that life spark. The more we can nurture that, again, in ourselves and others, I think there's something about the way we can nurture it in others is nurturing in ourselves. There's something about by ourselves giving up, you know, doing this kind of um, exploration and exhibiting that. It's giving other people permission to saying this is this is okay to do this. This is the sense of it's what we're supposed to be doing, engaging in what's important to us, and that inspires others to do the same. Yeah, and and several years ago, I, I was doing some strengths coaching um, around careers for disadvantaged young uh, young people, and um, to, we'd start off the sessions, and they really really struggle to name anything. You know. You know, talk about anything that they were good at or they enjoyed or was energizing um but as we sort of got into it and they picked up examples of when you know they, they would use some things that would be a strength it was a real as you say you could really see them light up um and it and it became a lot easier for them then they were able to think oh yeah and it was this and this and the energy in the room completely changed the dynamic um and quite often um when the session finished i sort of go out and some of my colleagues go yeah they looked like they were you know, 10 feet tall coming out of that room. Um, and I think it really does um, boost our, our confidence, as you said, Alex, when we do uncover what our strengths are um, and relate them back to um, uh, solid examples as well when we've used them. That really is beneficial. And it's great, isn't it? Because it's something that no one can argue with. Um, they can't, you can't judge someone on how much they enjoy using their strengths. So it, it does it does create that platform, that ability that, that just cuts through and helps us connect with people. And I think that particularly the fact that it's a positive piece as well. Certainly where I've asked people to talk about their strengths before, you know, we certainly um, in a British culture, sometimes that feels uncomfortable for people. They're quite happy to, as you say, list off all their weaknesses. But actually, when they recognize that they're in an environment that where people genuinely want to hear the best about them and the good story and the positive line, 
actually it's reconfirming that people really do care and there's a real connection to caring there as well around almost like if you have the bravery and confidence to share i'm going to support you and i'm going to you know level up next to you and listen and and show you that i really care about you talking about things you you enjoy and you want to do and i have to talk but holly's just put a lovely comment on here about um, the connection between strengths and flow which we know is quite strong so we tend to get into a flow state when we are using our strengths it's more likely to happen so if we know what they are and we know how to use them the opportunity to get into flow is is more more likely um but she's put this this comment in here which talks about when you're in flow you have less opportunity to second guess what others are thinking which also then has a knock-on impact to our confidence and i think that's just a beautiful link i'm really impressed holly i like that one with the flow connection as well have you ever talked about those flow connections around using strengths well, it's also this idea of um, second guessing is quite nice. It's, yeah. It links this idea of overthinking, isn't it? You know, we're <laughs> overthinking stuff and almost as a lifelong overthinker, you know, you work in contexts where that's absolutely encouraged, but, you know, allowing yourself to step back and when you think you might be overthinking it and you are second guessing other people, it's a sign, again, you're not in flow. Whereas if you are able to be in that space where, I mean, there are those times when, when you're in flow, because some people will know it naturally, they may experience it at work, may experience it outside of work, but you lose that sense of self-consciousness. And that's why I think, you know, anything we're able to bring about that level of, of um, it's like a state of consciousness, basically. It's letting go of what people think about us and doing it because we're passionate about it. And that's when, of course, you get into those challenges about overplaying strengths. But I think sometimes that's much less of a risk for many of us than actually identifying our strengths, those things we really are passionate about and allowing them to shine through. The more we can do that, I think the more we will find ourselves we're in this space where not only in terms of individually in flow, but you're supporting other people being in flow as well. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, and it's nice that we are now having those conversations um, we might not have had these conversations 10 or 15 years ago, certainly in an organizational context. Um, and to have that different lens now, rather than what's, um, what's weaknesses are and what needs to be fixed, it's having that lens and conversations about what are strengths, what do you enjoy doing, what are good, what energizes you. Um, and I think you know, Matthew and I, together we've been talking a lot about um, managing energy rather than managing time. Uh, and thinking about what strengths can we use again so get more things done i think that comes with productivity as well when we manage our energy more than we manage our time absolutely and i think um just coming through i think alex so where it's the comment i think it's you typing about the, how can teams use strengths conversation to share each person's unique contribution yeah absolutely and i think that's a challenge i think that's it's finding language for that that feels comfortable for people i think if you are in that place where you're thinking oh if it's a manager or something or a team leader you've, you've got to feel oh, I, I must now no no consciously make reference to someone's unique contribution or strengths if that doesn't come naturally it won't it won't feel natural so it's about finding ways to talk about these things in a natural way and i guess to some extent it comes through practice if we're not practiced at doing it then we've got to find ways of doing it that, that work for us individually yeah, and I think Trudy just um, noticed something as well in, in Dan, in, in him sharing those success stories. And I think maybe maybe it's that storytelling piece, um, you know, and, and I think this is where I'm just kind of come getting down to the practical hints and tips that people can take away, is that 
we know that in this current environment, there's still lots of people remote working, but we know that some people are also then um, taking those steps back into office environments. We know that there's going to be hybrid teams. We know there's going to be lots of teams with new people they've never met before. And also lots of teams with um, that have changed completely, restructured and are completely doing something new now that they weren't doing last year or doing it in a very different way. There's so much change going on. How can teams, how can we individuals kind of almost come together initially before we kind of get going on the big projects as the next kind of big phase through the future of work? How can we have those easy strengths conversations what could we do I and mean, storytelling was just my suggestion but how do you do you give people the platform to say right we really want to hear now what is it that you're uniquely contributing to this team what is it that you want to bring what is it you enjoy doing well, I'll go first there, Matthew. Yeah, Sorry, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, what I used to do um, at the daily sort of uh, team meetings so this was when I was uh, working as project manager. I would start the session with what strength did you use yesterday? And so starting off the day, reflecting on what went well yesterday, how they got used the strength, and then they'd also have a real um, live example to share with the rest of the team. Um, and also then thinking about maybe sharing what strength I noticed in someone else, um, one of my colleagues this week. I think that's another great starting point to have these strengths conversations um, and picking up what you're saying there, Alex, when we start a new project, something like that. How can we use our strengths most effectively in order to get the job done uh, for the best of our ability? Hmm. For me, I think it's also something about allowing that space in any kind of conversations. I mean, again, over this last year, um, we've all you know, we've all just had to learn, if we're not already doing some of this work virtually, then so much more of it now is virtual and it will continue to be the case, you know, because now hopefully as things open up and return back to some degree of normality, then, you know, this will now include a lot more kind of virtual working and with people working remotely. I, th I think it's a willingness to have conversations that feel as though they're outside of the work uh, specifics before you get to that and, and feel that's absolutely okay to do. It's very easy to go, you know, connect with somebody and straight away you're into, right, task one, two and three and mm -hmm. allowing each other just to check in with the person, you know, because, again, it sounds a bit kind of glib or a truism that we are all, you know, complex people, maybe Dan excluded, we're all complex people and we, are, we have lots of aspects to us of which our work is just one part. The mm -hmm. more we can bring these other aspects to it, I genuinely believe that's the way we become better at work and meaning that in both ways better at work in terms of performance but better in terms of our well-being you know, if we prioritize that we're likely to become you know high performers when are you going to become a high performer matthew <laughs> uh, it's a work in progress always a work in progress i model myself on you dan i'm gonna butt in here and turn back to the conversation so um i think um I love all those points. Thank you. It's really, it's really just helpful to think about where are people right now. And I, I think it's really, lots of people have changed the ways of working, you know, to work more virtually. And that's, that's been, been okay for people who know their jobs and who are more confident in themselves. And I think um, someone mentioned as well about kind of new and early career hires. Um, certainly, I worry a little bit about the younger population entering the workforce now. 
um, you know, who haven't been able to, to pick up new roles virtually because they don't know, you know, they've not worked before perhaps. And, you know, they're looking for entry level roles and having to pick up and understand a context and feel that they have a place. And so I think, think strengths is, is, a, is a really lovely way, as I said before, of kind of like a leveler. It can bring everyone together to be able to have that conversation of what is it that you bring to this team beyond all the, the roles and responsibilities. We know all of that. We've got time to train and onboard people. But, but what, is the, what is the unique way in which you do your work that's going to contribute to the team and how we, we work and flow together? And that uniqueness is that, I don't know, that, that, just that beautiful piece of information that we we love um, to hear about people. I love hearing it about people. You know, I don't get bored of that story ever. So I love, Dan, your example of, you know, every single day having that conversation of what strength you used yesterday because it's a really simple thing. But it's like that consecutive consistency. Jim Collins talks about consecutive consistency all the time. It's so important for people to know that it's safe to talk about these things. And so I think someone else mentioned that with um, asking you know, senior managers to, to share as well so that there's no kind of hierarchy around here. It's about us just as human beings showing up and bringing what we can to, to the work, to the conversation and to our well-being as well, Matt. You're absolutely right. You know, being able to, to feel that, that we're comfortable in our own skin and that we are valued and respected for, for whatever it is that we do. And that every single combination of knowledge, skills, and strengths is completely unique to every single person on this planet. You know, no one else has had the same exact upbringing that we've had, the challenges, experiences that have shaped us, the opportunities to learn, etc. So every single person has a unique stance and recognizing that and being able to, to bring that to the table. That my, uh, my piece, I guess my worry is that that new generation coming through into the workforce, how do we help them? And I think strengths is a, is a great opportunity um, with, with, with people who are starting out their careers. So I would say absolutely yes to that completely. I think you know, the strengths piece, as it were, just speaks to that completely. And there's something about as well, with this kind of virtual working, recognising you've got managers, senior managers, junior managers, whatever, others, you know, people already working in the business as it were who are now working in a new way i think there's something about the challenges then you've got people who are not necessarily used to doing these things virtually because we're mm -hmm. all doing it you know in, even can even people who've been experienced doing it before they're doing it a lot more than they ever were before because it's now become a norm and i think you can use that as a valuable context to say we're all now facing something new so therefore how do we reconnect with strengths reconnect with what's important to us but again it's one of these things where as we come out of lockdown at least here in the uk hopefully for the last time, that we are kind of now you know, revisiting you know, what some of the positive things that have come from this is people are revisiting and reconnecting with what's important to them, what they really want to do, you know, recognising that life is fragile, all these kinds of things reconnects you with the things that are really important to you. Yeah. And it's funny, isn't it? Because so many people have had those moments, you know, real like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? What should I be doing? But at least if we can reconnect with our strengths, we're connecting to who we are. And actually, if that's at the core of whatever we bring, whatever context we're in, at least we're being true to ourselves. And we're, we're kind of coming to coming close to the end of our time, which is rapidly shot by. I just want to quickly pick up. There's a couple of pieces come through, I think. Um, Oh, Rachel's asked a question. What if you have a strength like organization, but it doesn't energize you? Um, so, so firstly, my question back to you, Rachel, is, 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 is I'm not sure that's a strength. That's probably more of a skill. We can all do lots and lots of things really well, but that doesn't mean that we enjoy them or they energize us. Um, so how do you learn to recognize your strengths? 
um, is really think about what you love doing. So really think about, you know, what is it that you do well that you love doing? Think about your best day at work or your best day in the last week. What was it inside or outside of work? And asking other people as well for their feedback um, on what they think you do well. I always find that fascinating when, when people feedback what they what they see as a, the culmination, the outcome of your, your strengths at play. So all of those are, are great um, tips actually to be able to use with, with new people coming into teams, with teams coming back together. Um, we've talked about quite a lot today. We started off talking about strengths and confidence. We've come through to talk about the importance of being ourselves and or being authentic, which very much ties into some of the human leadership aspects we were discussing last week. Um, and um, we've literally got a couple of minutes. So um, I'm really, thank you so much, um, Dan and Matthew, for your contribution today. Your unique contribution <laughs> has been absolutely fantastic. Um, I feel very honored to have you here talking to us about strengths. I know this is definitely the field that you guys are working in all the time. Um, there will be some questions. You'll feel free to comment, add your, your responses to those comments afterwards um, on our LinkedIn page or any of our other pages. Um, and um, you'll be able to find the recording for this and all our other um, recordings from last week on human leadership over on our Bailey and French company page, as well as the LinkedIn um, events uh, links to all the upcoming live sessions we have every weekday at midday, including Bank Holiday Monday, um, right the way across this week and next week, talking about the other conditions um, that are powerful and important for teams to flow together. So today we started talking about unique contribution, what skills, strength, uh, skills, knowledge and strengths we bring to a role and a team, and how talking about our strengths can give us confidence that we can actually contribute and feel valued and respected for that contribution in the team. So we're going to be talking tomorrow about clarity. Um, I hope everyone can join us. Thank you for everyone who's joined us today. Um, and a quick thank you very much to Dan and to Matthew. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. I hope we speak, we speak over each other at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> Nearly did <Sorry. laughs> You are a brilliant double act. I love you guys. So um, thank you so much. We will we'll wrap up now and um, hopefully have a, a rest, a brilliant rest of your day, both of you and everyone listening. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you Alex.